you need to open up your Bibles to the book of Luke. Now, Emma already read this scripture here, so I want to read it again. And if, you, if you're here or as well as online, I want to encourage you to pull out a bulletin or if our online folks to pull one out because I'm, I'm going to share what it was like for Mary and Joseph and Jesus and for them showing up in Bethlehem and seeing a lot of unexpected events, a lot of changes certainly did occur with that. Um, you know, here at Broadway... We're so appreciative of your faithfulness. Here we are at the end of the year. I appreciate your financial giving. You know, we, have, we don't regularly pass an offering plate, but if you hopefully came right prepared to give, we have our black boxes there in the back, so you can certainly uh, contribute there as well as online. We, we certainly do that uh, too. But Luke chapter 2, I want to read the scripture, and I want to share what happened was... Mary and Joseph were from the lineage of David. And there was an Old Testament promise that the blood from the lineage, someone from the bloodline of David would always sit on the throne and be the king. And we know that wasn't just the king of Israel, that's our eternal king. Jesus, his biological mother Mary, was from the house and line of David. Now, it wasn't from Solomon's line. It was from another son named Nathan. Mary was engaged to Joseph. Jesus' father is the Holy Spirit, God. But as we know, Jesus was born of a virgin. But the people 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, they would not have understood that. They would have believed Joseph was the father. So Joseph, he was from the lineage also and the bloodline of David and from Solomon. So during this time period, it was time to take a census. The census is what brought Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem. So why are they taking a census? Because it was time for taxes. They lived under Roman rule. And they had to travel to their ancestral home. And you all would do is do the father. So understood. Everybody would understand Joseph being the father. They would travel to Bethlehem. Because the house of Joseph. The house of David. They would go there. And they were there registering for their census. And that's what we're going to see. And that's what brought Mary and Joseph, who lived in Nazareth, which is in northern Israel, about 90 miles south to Bethlehem. Bethlehem is where King David was born. And it, all of this fulfills Old Testament prophecy. None of this was by accident. So when they came to Bethlehem to register for their census... Lo and behold, Jesus is born. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. This first registration took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his hometown. Now, the first registration, this is Quirinius, there was the local governor. It's time to get, had time to have our annual, or whatever, a few years, our taxes. 
So we know how many folks we can tax. About 10, 15 years later, there was another census. Purpose of the census is to find out how many people live in your country so you can have track of them and you can collect money. Also for military purposes too. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family line of David. There's two genealogies of Jesus. The one in Luke's account, Luke chapter 3, is from Mary's line. The one in Matthew chapter 1 is of, J of Joseph's line. They both go through the house of David. And it goes on to say here, He went there to be registered in verse 5, along with Mary, who was engaged to him. They were not married yet. They were engaged. And she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Most likely, when they came, Mary and Joseph, to Bethlehem, Jesus was one of those babies that could have been born early. They might not have expected uh, for him to be born so quickly. But sure enough, they're there registering. And you say, where would they stay at? And that's what we're going to look at today. And that's what Hotel Noel was about. Um, they, during Bible times, they didn't have hotels like we had. Houses had guest rooms. It's a little bit different. So all of a sudden, it's time for Jesus to be born. Mary, remember, Mary was young. She was probably an older teenager. This is a young family. And also remember, all of their family, they, this is their ancestral home, so they would have had family. And we know Elizabeth was from the line, Zechariah line, David. So there would have been um, people they would have known to stay with. So it's not like they're in Bethlehem and just total strangers are everywhere. It goes on to say here in verse 7, Then she gave birth to her firstborn son. It says firstborn to imply that after Joseph and Mary were married, they had other children. We know Jesus had brothers. James was one of them. So she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Now let's talk about those two things. Because I want to, you know, normally our nativity scenes right here, but it's over there. Where you, if you look at that, we all have the picture perfect. It's all over our homes. It's the shirts in your home on your Christmas tree right now. This perfect picture of the Holy Family with baby Jesus smiling in a manger, which is a feeding trough for animals, and everything uh, is happy and look great. Real, realistically, Jesus was born. How homes looked. If you have your bulletin, online folks, you look at it too. First century houses were a little different than our homes. People had animals. And you would have in the back of your, your house what you would call an animal room. Or like it would go up against a cave and that would be where the animals would stay. So Jesus was likely born in the animal room or in a cave which would be right next to the, to the house. That's important. Bethlehem's a real hilly area, so 
it would be very easy to have a cave during that time. What happened was all these folks had arrived in Bethlehem for the census, and it was a very, very hospital culture, meaning you welcomed people to your house. You were very respectful to others. So they came, and they probably knew some folks they were going to stay in maybe a guest room. They knocked on the door, and they were all full. And maybe there was a, a, uh, a, a common um, hotel area, and it was full. So Because all these people had traveled to Bethlehem. So Jesus is born literally in the barn. Have you ever heard that phrase? You act like, were you born or were you raised in a barn? Jesus, we could almost say the man was born in a barn. So it might not have looked that picture perfect. In fact, I have a, I have a picture of what, a, this is what the feeding trough actually looked like from a thousand, 2,000 years ago. You know, it was typically, that's what, that's what animals would eat out of. They still eat out of that. It's a big stone and you just... You carve out area that you can put feed, food, and water in. So naturally, Mary and Joseph, because they're in a cave or a barn, this is what baby Jesus is spending his first night in. And I think the picture that we see, the Messiah, God's chosen son, came very lowly. I have up here on the screen. Two points I want you to get for this morning about Jesus' birth. Because Jesus, we celebrate His birth on Friday morning. He was born very lowly, and it was under Roman rule. Roman rule meant that God's people were oppressed. God, God's people at this point did not have a king. King David was not on the throne. His line was not on the throne. Even though there was an Old Testament prophecy that a, the king... From David's bloodline would always reign. But right now, Caesar reigned. They had their Jewish religious leaders, but ultimately they answered to the king. And they were oppressed people. They, were, they resented this. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you think about this past year. Um, say January 1st, if we could rewind to the beginning of this year. If somebody told you, by Christmas, that you had to wear a mask? We didn't even, did you even own a mask in January? I think my dad told me he was doing some carpentry work in his house, fixing the shower. This is what retired people do. It's time to start remodeling things, which means it's eternal projects. You know, you start something, it takes forever to finish. He started that a long time ago. And uh, he's still working on it. But anyway, he's, going, he's eventually going to all year, I guess, to finish it. But he told me he actually had an N95 mask so when he was doing the sanding. He was shocked that he, have, he, have, uh, he, he actually had one. Well, if a year ago, if we were told we had to wear these, we would say, this is America. The government doesn't tell us what to do. Do you pay your taxes? Do you joyfully register for the every 10 years of since you know this was a census year 2020 these are things that probably decades ago we were maybe used to less government 
you wouldn't you didn't look to public health officials to guide your life you didn't look to washington or frankfurt to get your direction you didn't turn on the news to say what do i do well two thousand years ago caesar ruled that way he told the jewish nation you're going to go register in your hometown and you're going to pay taxes if you don't, I'll lock you up. And if you're still disobedient, I'll kill you. That's how they did business back then, 2,000 years ago. So if the governor says it's time to register, you went to Bethlehem to register. So there was this resentment against Roman rule. We have to remember as believers, we're Americans, but first and foremost, we're Christians. Our rule is under the Lord Jesus the baby born in that manger is who should rule your life. He rules my life. He guides Broadway Baptist Church. That's why we've come this Christmas season. We come to worship the King. The shepherds came that night to that little cave in Bethlehem, that little stable born in a barn. They were out in the fields and they came and, and worshipped Jesus. And if the shepherds can worship Him, you and I should worship the Lord. We've come this morning, this Sunday, before Christmas, to worship Jesus. All right, number two, last thing here. Jesus was born with the animals. Do you love animals? Instead of being born at Baptist Health, would you want to go to Southland Vet, Veterinarian Clinic where we go? Could you imagine showing up at the vet hospital and saying, I'm ready to give birth? So having the wrong type of a doctor. They might give birth to a cow or a dog, but not, not to a human. But Jesus was. He was, it is a very unique situation, a lowly birth. Jesus did not come through a palace. God, did, God chose a poor family to be born into. Mary and Joseph have meager means. We know that because when they brought Jesus to the temple for the first time, all they brought was like a pigeon. For their offering. It was a simple offering. It wasn't the expensive one. God's son is sleeping in a feeding trough. He's sleeping. He spends his first night with hay in a manger. In the back animal room along a cave. And it, it wasn't one that Mary probably was thrilled about. And I share this story. And I want to, I have, a, I have one more scripture I want to put up here on the screen. It's Luke, you don't need to turn there. It's Luke 9.58. Jesus sums up his life with this. Foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests. But the Son of Man has no place to lay his life. God's purpose for his son Jesus was not to live a life of luxury and ease and honor. It was one to do his Father's will. And Jesus came into this world on Christmas, lived 33 years with a great purpose to die for your and my sins. Jesus Christ came. He came born in a manger, born in a cave, a stable, ultimately so you and I can have eternal life. This morning, are you saved? Online, folks, do you know the Lord?
Do you see Christmas is much greater than about giving gifts? It's much greater than about family time. The Christmas story is one that Jesus came in the lowly position, ultimately went to the cross here behind me to die for our sins. We are thankful for Jesus. We're thankful for the, the greatness that occurred 2,000 years ago. Do you know, we're going to have our invitation. We haven't had church in about five weeks. If you need to respond to the gospel, if you need to respond to the baby born in a manger, I'm going to be standing up front. Chris is going to lead us in a song. David's going to play. And you can make a decision this Christmas season. I was saved in the month of December. 22 years ago. Gave my life to Christ. There's no better time to respond to Jesus than the month that He was born. You walk this aisle. Take my hand. Take Brother Hurt's hand. And we can pray together and receive Christ. You can become part of this church family. You can make a decision in 2021. I'm going to be more committed to the Lord. So we're going to stand together. Brother Herb, I'm going to ask you to come forward with me. And we'll be standing up front waiting for you to respond.